Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Debit card users, listen up. You've worked hard for your money. Now it's time to make it work even harder for you. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can get cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Earn on things like gas, groceries, and even that midday latte. And to top it off, there are no fees, period. Yep, that means you won't be charged fees on your checking account. Transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank. Member FDIC. A few days after this email, I get a letter in the mail from the superintendent of the school district. I'm like, oh my God, what is going on? Why am I getting this letter? And it's him saying, hey, Noah, I heard that you did this awesome thing. We're so proud of you here at the office, like rooting for you, whatever. You guys, I cannot explain to you what a big deal that was for us and I told Noah and she was beaming when I read her all the emails she was so proud of herself oh my god I just and I told her on stage that night and I like was crying on stage telling the audience but I say that specifically for those of you who have a kid that's having a hard time and you're like I'm trying everything and nothing's working it gets better. It does. It gets better. And if you believe it gets better, it will. Hi, I'm Rachel Hollis, and this is my podcast. I spend so many hours of every single week reading and listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos and trying to find out as much as I can about the world around me. And that's what we do on this show. We talk about everything, life and how to be an entrepreneur. What happened to dinosaurs? What's the best recipe for fried chicken? What's the best plan for intermittent fasting? What's going on with our inner child? How's therapy working out for you? Whatever it is my guests are into, I want to unpack it so that we can all understand. These are conversations. This is information for the curious. This is the Rachel Hollis Podcast. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Rachel Hollis podcast. Today's an update, life update, what's happening, what's going on. I do an episode like this like maybe once a quarter and I'm always shocked at how many people listen to it because I don't feel like it's adding any real value. I try and create episodes around adding value and sharing ideas that might be helpful and this is just me gabbing you're my girlfriend. We went out for coffee. I'm catching you up. That's what today's episode is. So if 
you want something that has more like meat on its bones, maybe you go back an episode or maybe you go forward an episode. But if you're like, no, I'm, you know, I need someone talking to me in the background while I do other things, I'm your girl. In fact, I'm your huckleberry. So let's start with, I guess, where we find ourselves right now. We're in fall, hence the outfit I'm wearing, which I'm not, if you can't see me right now, I'm having a hard time looking at me. I'm wearing a flannel shirt and some Adidas track pants that doesn't make any sense. And yet I'm really, I feel like I should be doing maybe hip hop dancing. Like I should take this off, like tie it around my waist. And then I'm wearing like a sports bra underneath and I get into some kind of dance battle. That's basically what's happening with the outfit today. But when it gets to fall, I feel like I come alive. I'm here for spooky season. I'm here for a pumpkin spice latte. They're too sweet for me, but I just, I like that it's happening. I get so excited when Starbucks starts telling everyone it's PSL season. Cause I'm just like, yes, I love, give me a fall themed coffee. Give me a scarf. I freaking decorate my front porch for Halloween, like it is my part-time job. It's one of my favorite things. So this conversation hits us before Halloween, but in the midst of fall. And because I am back in Los Angeles, it's the first time in five years that it has actually felt like fall. If you've ever lived in Austin, Texas, or at least if you live there while I was there, as far as I can tell, Texas weather is like hot, hot, surface of the sun, seventh circle of hell, one day of fall into 30 degrees of winter, two days of spring into hot again. It is mostly hot. In October, it's usually super intense. So I'm loving wearing a sweater. I'm loving wearing, obviously, my flannel. And I'm happy that we made it through summer. I know it's been a minute since summer, but it has been a real year for us. It's been a real year for me and the kids and just navigating a move, navigating grief with them this year, navigating honestly not having their dad is a real wild adjustment. And I understand that I make that adjustment when I have family around, when I have resources, I have an amazing babysitter. I found an amazing babysitter who is in there right now with the kids. Uh, She hangs out with them after school so that I can continue to do this work, do what I need to do. But yeah, it, it was a real, it was a lot. I'm sure you guys can imagine, right? You have gone through your own versions of whatever it is. I'm positive you've walked through your own hardship. And this year was intense. And then summertime, which is always a lot as a parent is doubly so because there's just a hundred layers. So I was really grateful for the time that we got this summer. And a freaking man, I was so glad when they went back to school. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Lord. Going back to school was a bit of a transition because I have four kids in four different schools. So that was a lot. The first couple of weeks, I was like, 
you know, breathing into a paper sack, trying to like calm myself down to figure out how to navigate morning drop off. And I literally, oh, I asked for so much help. Any of you who are going through hard seasons of parenting, that is my best advice is just ask for help, ask for help, ask for help. So it was a lot to navigate through and it's going really well. I have to tell you guys this incredible story. I actually told it to the audience when I spoke in, I think, Houston or Dallas, one of my tour stops. But I was preparing to do a show. I was in some Texas city (laughs) waiting. It was the afternoon. I was doing a show that evening and the kids were with my niece here in LA. And I got an email that the subject line just said, Noah. Now, if you're not familiar, my daughter's name is Noah. She's six. And last year was her first year of school. She was in kindergarten and it was a very hard year. It was a very hard year. It was a very hard year because while she is the most beautiful creature you will ever see, she is incredibly strong-willed. And any of you who have a strong-willed child understand, if you don't have a strong-willed child, you don't get it. You think, oh, they're just like hard to manage or they misbehave. No. Strong-willed child will somehow attack you on multiple layers. And one of those layers somehow, they'll like, it's like psychological warfare. They'll, they just know what to say. They know how to break you. She's so strong-willed. And I'm really conscious of us all living in a world that wants little girls to be small and wants little girls to be quiet and wants little girls to be pretty and follow the rules and to do exactly what we say to do. I'm sure some of you find yourself in this situation too where you're like struggling with how do I raise her so that she doesn't end up, you know, going to prison someday, but also how do I raise her to still own her autonomy and this beautiful wild child magical sense of self that she came into this world with. So kindergarten was a really difficult year and starting, I don't know, day three, I got the first call from her kindergarten teacher and I proceeded to get calls from her teacher every single day, always. And if I didn't get a call, I got an email and it was like literally nothing she could do was right. We rarely had a single day where she didn't get in trouble for something. And it was incredibly hard to navigate because on the one hand, I really believe that children should be respectful. If you're in someone's classroom, you're in their environment and you have to follow their rules. But at the same time, I do feel like Noah got in trouble a lot for things that to me were what a five-year-old did. So she had a very hard time sitting still. She would get antsy. She would then not listen or she would, she had a very hard time learning to keep her hands to herself. You know, I'd get a call that literally they were like, oh, Noah, like, choked out a boy at school today. I'm like, well, what'd the boy do? Well, he pushed her and I'm like, I don't want her choking people out, but she also has three older brothers and if someone starts a fight, she's probably going to end it. You know, she won't start a fight, but she'll end one. Um, So it's just really difficult to navigate. And for me as a good girl, people pleaser, 
and our children are mirrors, right? And then all of our childhood trauma comes up. Like I was such a good girl that every time the teacher would email me or call me, I felt like I was getting in trouble. Oh, it was just so, it was so hard to navigate. So all of that to say, I got a lot of emails in the last 18 months with the subject line, Noah. She started first grade at a new school and she's done really well. And for the first time in her life, she's excited to go to school. She's like antsy, like, let's go, let's go. She has friends. She's, this sounds so ridiculous, but I know some of you are going to get this, like, She's getting invited to birthday parties, which like I could cry, like just she's finding her way. I get an email when I'm preparing to go on stage in Houston or whatever. And the subject line is Noah. And y'all, I immediately like cortisol floods my body. I'm so devastated. I'm I just was like, I thought we were doing well. We're not doing well. I don't know how to help her. Like all these things enter my mind. And I open the email and I see that this email is CC'd on this email is the principal of her school, the vice principal of her school, the counselor. Like before I see anything else, I just see a teacher has sent me an email and then all of these high ups at her school are CC'd. And I'm like, oh my God, she lit the cafeteria on fire. Like she's done something horrendous. And I read the email and it's her PE coach telling me that Noah has earned her 10th helper award. It was like something at their school that I can't even remember what it's called, but essentially it's like you're being a good helper, you're being a good citizen and you get a little certificate for it or an award for it. And she's earned 10, which is a really big deal in their school. And so the coach is personally emailing to tell Noah how proud she is of her and how much they appreciate what a great student she is. And all of the principal, the vice principal, the counselor, everyone on this email replies all. It's the first time in my life I like to reply all. Replies all and they're just like, yes, Noah, way to go. We're so proud of you. If you could have seen me sobbing in my hotel room. I was so shocked. I was so blown away. I was so proud of her. But more than anything, I was so grateful for a school, for a public school, to put this much effort into recognizing a first grader. And then a few days after this email, I get a letter in the mail from the superintendent of the school district. I'm like, oh my God, what is going on? Why am I getting this letter? And it's him saying, hey, Noah, I heard that you did this awesome thing. We're so proud of you here at the office, like rooting for you, whatever. You guys, I cannot explain to you what a big deal that was for us. And I told Noah and she was beaming when I read her all the emails she was so proud of herself oh my god I just and I told her on stage that night and I like was crying on stage telling the audience but I say that specifically for those of you who have a kid that's having a hard time and you're like I'm trying everything and nothing's working it gets better 
It does. It gets better. And if you believe it gets better, it will. When my first strong-willed child, because I got two of them, the Lord said, we're going to make you so strong, Rach. But my second son was my first strong-willed child. And I, oh, I cried. I cried so much. And I got a call. His stuff started earlier. His preschool called me every day. And I just, oh, I despaired. And he just grew out of it. And he's 15 now and he's awesome. And I knew that with him, but with her, she was strong-willed in such a different way. Anyway, she's thriving at school. They're all thriving at school. And I wanted to tell you that story for anybody who has a kid, I don't care what age they are, who just needs another mama to tell you, stick with it. Believe in your kid. Advocate for your kid. It gets better. So that's how school's going. I am taking my four children away this weekend to go skiing. And I think if you're a parent like me, you understand how important it is to have a kitchen available to you when you have four kids, which is why Airbnb is always the place that I head to just make the vacation easier. And I have always used Airbnb as a place to stay, whether it was for work or family or a girl's weekend. But more and more, my friends are using Airbnb in a totally different way, as a business, as a way to invest in property and earn money for it. While you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle, and it's a great way to earn some extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Almost every morning of my life, I have oatmeal. Seriously, during the winter, having something hot in the morning really makes a big difference in my day. Quaker has been a trusted name in oatmeal for over 145 years, which means they've been milling oats since before the invention of the zipper, the stop sign, or ballpoint pens. Quaker has something for everyone, whether it's old-fashioned or quick oats that are good for cooking or baking. And while a ton of things have changed, the good stuff remains the same. Quaker, getting up to some good since 1877. Look for Quaker Oats at your local grocery store. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. I'm also doing a new nutrition routine. 
which is actually just an old nutrition routine. I actually talked about this in an episode recently, which just like annoyed me basically because I'm back on a way of eating that I learned from a nutritionist like five years ago. And I'm back on it because it works. I don't have to think about it. I have the most energy, the best focus, the best sleep, like all the things. Feel great, feel in shape, feel good in my body. Eat, you eat a ton, like you are never hungry. And I'm just back on it. And it sort of annoys me because I'm like, why didn't I stay on it? Why didn't I just stay on this thing? I'll tell you why I didn't stay on the thing. Because it's boring. It's so boring. You eat the same thing over and over and over and over one million times until you die. And so I had done it for a very long time and felt really good on it. And then I just sort of got out of the habit and didn't want to go back because I was just like, I'm so tired of eating oatmeal. I'm so tired of eating eggs. I'm so tired of eating, you know, greens and protein and blah, blah, blah. And then I'm back on it. And of course, I feel great. And so I am reminded of this fundamental truth that it's hilarious that I forget given that I work in this business and spend all of my time making content, trying to help you guys and myself live the best life we can live because I'm reminded of this truth that I forget so chances are you forget and maybe need to hear it again. Consistency is everything. Just keep doing the thing that works. Just keep doing the thing that works. I read something recently that was talking about the idea that like we will get to the most dire situation. We'll get to the place that we're like drowning. And then we're like, oh my God, everything's about to explode. I'm drowning. I gotta do everything I can. I gotta scramble and swim and try and claw my way back to the surface. And you do all of these things. You do everything you can to save your own life. You get back to the surface. And then at some point you like, stop swimming and then you slowly start to sink again and you don't put effort until things get bad. Can you imagine if you just kept doing the thing that you know works for you and you did it consistently? The exponential growth of never having to restart, of never having to go back down to zero and come up again, the gains that you would make in your health, in your business, in your finances, in your relationship, if you would just stop quitting the thing that works. Oh, I know I'm not the only one who does this. Because it's boring, because it's not fun, because we want that thing, because this feels so much better in the moment. And then our life is just one giant like heart rate monitor just up and down and up and down. And we wonder why we feel so overwhelmed. We wonder why we struggle so much with the lack of feeling grounded. So I'm just over here crossing my fingers and my toes, reminding myself to stick with what works. But if you needed this reminder today that you're like, yep. In fact, you do need this reminder. Because if you don't need this reminder, you're nodding your head like, yep, I figured that out two decades ago and it's changed my life. So if you need this reminder, then think of it like this. I want you to think of an area of tension in your life, your health, your weight, your business, your finances, your relationship, 
your spiritual growth, your relationship with your kid, whatever, pick a thing. And then ask yourself, was there ever a time where that area was working for you? Was there a time when your health was on point? Was there a time when you were consistently moving your body every day? Was there a time when your relationship was flourishing? Was there a time? Awesome. Go unpack what you were doing in that season to make it work and then start doing those things again. You have to understand that the world has conditioned us to believe that a quicker, faster, better answer is out there. And sometimes, yes, there are solutions that you didn't already know that when you learn them, it changes everything. But usually those solutions are like the classic knowledge that has been around since Jump Street. What worked for you once can work for you again, but you got to go back to it. Assuming that that thing was healthy, assuming that you were pursuing the goal in a way that was really good for you, go back to that thing. And you know what? If I'm being honest with myself, the reason that we don't like going back to that thing is because what works typically doesn't work quickly. If it works for us and gives us the results that we want, but does it in a way that's healthy for us, it rarely happens fast. It's slow and steady. But we want fast and intense. We want it right now. But you know what? If fast and intense worked, if the fad diet worked, if the quick fix worked, you wouldn't need to go back to the old way of doing things in the first place. So stop looking for the next thing and just do the right thing. I wasn't even trying to be motivational in this episode. Beyond nutrition, another thing I'm doing, and if you're like, why are you doing all these things? Because it's last 90 days, guys. If you know, you know. And if you don't know, go start listening to the Start Today podcast because we have a whole second podcast called Start Today. Look it up. Google it. It's awesome. And follow Start Today on Instagram because that's awesome too. And my 16-year-old son is the one who runs the account. So be kind to him because he's trying his best. (laughs) He's trying to make gas money by posting motivational, inspirational sayings. But Start Today is for people who are working on something. They're working on themselves. They're dreamers. They're doers. They're builders. They're entrepreneurs. They're they're working on change. And they want a community of other people who are also working on change. But... During the last three months of the year, it is historically a huge thing for my community, especially the Start Today community. So last 90 days, we're very intentional about finishing the year as strong as we started the year. Most people get really pumped about the beginning of a year and then at the end of the year kind of let themselves fade. Not us. Not I, said the cat. Instead, we try and use the last three months of the year as like climbing the mountain to the top so we can start the new year on top of the mountain instead of back down in the valley, having blown all of our great decisions over the holidays, which is what most people will do. As part of my challenge to myself in the last 90 days, I have committed to walking 10,000 steps a day. I was already walking a ton. Some days I would walk 15,000 steps and someday I would walk like 3,000. But I really wanted to commit to every day, seven days a week, 10,000 steps. And that's on top of the workout that I do. And I wanted to see how that would make me feel, if it would affect anything. 
I'll report back later. Some of you are nurses and doctors and you walk like 100,000 steps a day and you're laughing at me like, oh, fancy. But I've started this thing. It's on some days very easy to accomplish. On other days, I'm like walking my neighborhood at eight o'clock at night, like so pissed that I didn't get my steps in earlier. But I really appreciated the practice so far. We'll see how it goes. I did go a little ridiculous in that I got an Apple Watch to count my steps. Now, I have always used just a regular pedometer for a decade. And I love my pedometer. But I wanted to see if the Apple Watch would like help enhance the process. Also, I was super jealous of everybody who has those rings. You know how the Apple Watch closes the rings? I really wanted in on that. I have to tell you, a week into the Apple Watch, so far, I'm not I'll tell you, I don't allow the notifications to show up on it because who has time for that? If you don't understand how destructive distraction is, how when you're focusing in on something and something dings and pulls you away from it, text message, whatever, if you don't understand that, do some research. But for me, I don't have any notifications. I do like that I can control my music on the Apple Watch and... That's kind of it. I'm having almost an adverse reaction to the rings where I feel like, oh, I got my steps, but then I didn't close my standing ring or I didn't close my whatever. And then that's making the achiever in me is like, you're not enough. Your ring isn't closed. <laughs> like, I don't know how I feel about the Apple Watch. And I'm on, I've wondered like five times, like, can I just return this? I don't know what I did, but I'm going to try it. I'm going to give it a full shake, a full try and see how I feel. But you can track your 10,000 steps in a much cheaper way. Get a cheap pedometer. If you have a phone, the phone tracks your steps. It's just not as accurate. But if you want to do it with me, I mean, there's no club. There's no way to check in and tell me that you're doing it. But you can know that I'm doing it and then you could do it. And it just would be a really easy maybe challenge for you to try 10,000 steps a day. It's your time. Join global thought leader, executive producer, and New York Times bestselling author T.D. Jakes and today's leading culture shifters for an experience unlike any other. At the 2024 International Leadership Summit, spiritual and business leaders can gain the practical tools they need to maximize their timing for success. With world-class discussions, breakout sessions, and networking opportunities, this is where your dreams turn into reality. Timing is everything, and your time is now. March 21st through 23rd in Dallas, Texas, Register today at thisisils.org. Also, it's fall. So those steps are actually really nice, really dreamy. I'm like walking through neighborhoods. All the dogs are out. It's making me really happy. Sometimes I wear little shoes or little sweaters because we're in LA and that's what people do with their dogs. But I'm loving the weather change because in my personal opinion, there's no funner season to dress inside of than fall. Give me a layer. Give me a multi-layer. I just did a little shopping recently and it was just for layers. It was just like a light jacket with a vest. I got a puffer vest that I cannot wait to take out onto the open road. Like, let's go. Let's 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 see what we can do with this thing. I am so excited to dress for fall because in the summertime, I just, I really cannot be bothered. I try and put cute outfits together, but I hate being hot. And it, 
Yeah, it's a when it gets chilly and I can wear a multi-layer situation, it's when I come alive. Like vampires come alive at night, I come alive in the fall, in the autumn, in the give me some autumnal weather. So I guess what I'm trying to say is I know today's outfit isn't that cute, but give it a minute. I feel like I'm about to, you know, maybe, maybe, I don't know. Is there like a fall suit? Am I doing a, a suit podcast? Probably not. I'm not that fancy, but I'd like to be. Speaking of fancy, do you know who I love? This rant, this is not an ad. Obviously, you're like, who would put an ad on this? Who I just discovered, and y'all will laugh because you'll be like, she has been around forever. I'm loving Trini Woodall. Do you guys know Trini? I, I already sent a note to the team who books my podcast. I was like, get Trini on the pod. We need her. I, I, you know how I found her. So one of the podcasts I listen to is Diary of a CEO, Stephen Bartlett. And I saw Trini on Stephen Bartlett. And I'm not going to lie. The only thing I knew about her was based on that clip and her arms. I dare you to go watch Trini Woodall on Diary of a CEO and not cover her arms. What is she doing? What is her workout? How? I have a lot of questions that mostly involve her arms. I'm trying to get her on the podcast so we can all learn. But I see her in this video clip and I just fall down a Trini hole. I'm in the hole. I'm happy to be in the hole. I was traveling a ton for the podcast. I'm by myself. I'm in and out of airports. I usually work on planes or read or whatever, but you just hit a point where your brain cannot handle anything else. And that's when I will take a deep dive on someone's social. And I think I watched every video on her YouTube about outfits, her closet, her skincare. It was a glorious, it was a glorious ride. What a fun, <laughs> what a fun way to use time. I, I mean, this is apparently an entire episode devoted to my love for her, but I just thought she was fun and she has such good energy and I really admire, I don't dress super, what's the word? Fancy's not the right word, but like people who dress more sophisticated and she has beautiful clothes and you can tell that she like loves putting an outfit together she dresses in a way that I think is so amazing. I don't know that I have the ability because I'm just too, I'm not that, I couldn't, it makes me feel fussy. I can't deal with it. You guys are not surprised I'm wearing track pants and a flannel. But there's like in the everything, everywhere, all at once metaverse, there's a version of me that's at Paris Fashion Week. I mean, we know that's true, right? There's a version of me. There's probably a version version of you. We're sitting next to each other at the Louis Vuitton runway show. Okay, that's what we're doing. We're best friends with Victoria Beckham. We're at Paris Fashion Week in another universe. Not for this universe, not for this lifetime, but there's a version of me that would like to wear a beautiful bolero jacket and some fabulous skirt and some beautiful shoes. I don't know. So I admire it when I see it on other people. And I feel like she has that down really well. And I love it. So if you're not familiar, I think her name on social is Trini London. 
or that's the name of her brand. She has like skincare or something is Trini London. And then just look up T-R-I-N-N-Y. It's going to make you happy. Uh, speaking of Victoria Beckham, have you guys watched the Beckham documentary on Netflix? I've I've gone through two episodes and I knew I was going to want to see it because if you don't know this about me, I love the story of professional athletes. I'm not into sports, but the achiever in me admires athletes so much just for what it takes to be at the highest levels of your sport. And Beckham in many ways was, is I had no idea their backstory. I had literally no idea about the whole red card thing and the way, oh my gosh, I thought I had made the public angry in my career. If you have not watched that documentary to see what they lived through, like he had an entire country hating him. And not for not for a day, not for a week. Like, oh, it's so horrendous. And you can tell they both have like PTSD talking about it. And you're watching it and you're like, how did they even keep living? I know if you're, I'm American, didn't watch football. You notice I didn't call it soccer because I didn't want to piss off any of you Europeans. I didn't watch football. I didn't know that world at all. I only knew David Beckham first because of being a Spice Girls fan. He was married to Victoria Beckham. And secondly, because of the movie, Bend It Like Beckham. That's like my full knowledge of this person. So to find out what he went through over something so freaking stupid, when you watch it and you see what he did, it's so horrible. It's like not all people will have footage of like their worst moment, but to watch what he did and then the ramifications and then everyone's reaction to it when any freaking person who's being real would be like, yeah, I could see doing that. I could, yeah. It's so stupid what he does. I don't want to give it away. It's so stupid. It was such, it just, oh my, it's worth watching is what I'm trying to say. And also I loved it. The, the Spice Girl fan in me. Like, I love seeing footage of Spice Girls I've never seen. I loved hearing about Victoria. I love their love story. They had the baby. I I'm here for it all. Side note, years and years ago, we were at an event for my ex-husband's job. We had a movie premiere or something. And I had the kids there. And whatever that event was, I don't remember what movie, but the Beckhams were there with their children. And I will tell you two things about my Beckham sighting, my Posh and Beck sighting. The first, I was in the lobby of the El Capitan Theater here in Hollywood, full lobby, and David Beckham walks through the lobby. And I want you to understand, man, woman, and child, there is not a single being in that lobby that didn't turn with lust in their eyes. He's beautiful. He is freaking beautiful. And the thing is, they're both beautiful. And together, it's almost too much for any of us to handle. But he was so beautiful. And he's like tatted and like 
he he ages like a fine wine. He gets more attractive with age. You look at the old videos, which are in this documentary, of him in his early 20s, and I'm sure the world thought that he was so cute then. Nothing compared to who he is today. In this documentary, watch the documentary for David's sweater collection alone. Are you attracted to a sexy older man in a fisherman sweater? Because if you are, Beckham's got 25 to show you in the footage of this documentary. Get ready. And he's so cute and they're so cute together. So that was him walking to the lobby later in the night. I'm in line for something, like a ride or something, because it was like a huge premiere. So there was an after party. And who gets in line behind us but Posh and her kids? And she's too beautiful for words. And the kids are too beautiful for words. And there I am, schlumpadinka, in my whatever outfit with my misbehaving children. Of course, I'm surreptitiously clocking everything she's doing because I'm like, I want to know everything about how she parents. She's wearing six-inch heels. She's wearing an amazing dress, completely unconcerned that she is at a premiere after party in like a field. I'm over here basically wearing the outfit I'm wearing right now because I was like, well, I need shoes that are comfortable for walking with the kids. Not, Not posh. Not posh. She's not worried about that. So she's in line with the kids and I'm watching her and I have to say, I was so impressed with how she parented. And I've told this story a lot, probably not on this podcast before, but I've told like friends and stuff. She didn't have, there was no one there to help her. Wherever, maybe David was with another kid. She had like two or three kids with her. She didn't have a nanny. She didn't have babysitters. Every other celebrity at this party came, gave the kids to a nanny, and then the parents went and did their own thing. Not her. She walked around with the kids. (laughs) And I always remember that one of her sons was like, he wanted something. The theme was like a, like a carnival and he wanted like a candied apple or something, something like garbage food, but he was whining and he wanted it. And she was like, see, remember when we were at home and mom, mom told you, I mean, imagine this with an accent. She was like, mom told you to have your fish Remember, like we had that beautiful salmon and everyone's eating the salmon and you said you weren't hungry. And I was worried that you were going to be hungry later. And now you're you're saying that you're hungry. And he's like, I am. I want, you know, whatever. And she's like, that's why you should have eaten your fish. And so we can get you a healthy snack if you're hungry, but we're not going to get you the caramel apple. But she was so calm. It sounds so stupid, but never in my life. I don't even tell myself that I should have eaten the fish. I don't even tell myself not to have the caramel apple. And she tells this little tiny boy and he's like, you're right. Okay. I'm like, what are you, what is happening? How are you parenting? I couldn't get my kids at that age. I couldn't have got my kids to eat salmon if for anything, let alone just like on a random weeknight. Anyway, big fan of Posh and Beck's documentary is fantastic i'm two episodes in i can't wait to see what happens next i highly recommend you check out the sweaters if you are a woman and you're in a relationship with a man i feel like this this documentary just got something for everybody got a sweater for everybody got a 
sports moment for everybody. It's, it's fantastic. You should check it out. Okay, everybody. That was an update, which I guess was just kind of a show about everything and absolutely nothing at all. And I hope you found it at least a little entertaining. I will be back soon with an episode with more substance, I promise. Just a reminder that you can hang out with me four days a week on the Rachel Hollis podcast and two days a week on the Start Today podcast. And you should be subscribed to both of them. The best thing that you can do for a podcast host that you like even a little bit is subscribe to the episode. It really helps everybody with everything in all the ways. So if you think about it, hit that subscribe button. I'll be back soon with more information. And until then, remember, I love you. And I'm rooting for you. The Rachel Hollis Podcast is produced by me, Rachel Hollis. It's edited by Andrew Weller and Jack Noble. It's your time. Join global thought leader, executive producer, and New York Times bestselling author T.D. Jakes and today's leading culture shifters for an experience unlike any other. At the 2024 International Leadership Summit, spiritual and business leaders can gain the practical tools they need to maximize their timing for success. With world-class discussions, breakout sessions, and networking opportunities, this is where your dreams turn into reality. Timing is everything, and your time is now. March 21st through 23rd in Dallas, Texas. Register today at thisisils.org.